Hello out there in podcast land. I am Jay. And I'm D. And this is the Common Sense Academy. Where common sense just ain't common. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Common Sense Academy, where common sense just ain't common. I'm D, and I'm flying solo today as my partner is on a very short break. He'll be back soon enough. So today, it's just us. I want to have a quick chat, maybe a little rant, do some talking about uh, things happening here in Michigan, the craziness going on with this uh, latest mask mandate for toddlers, uh, two years and whatnot. A little bit of conversation maybe about uh, renewable energy. Maybe we can kind of continue that as a short series as we go on. Uh, So let's jump right into this mask mandate for younglings. Um, It just eludes common sense. I, I don't know how else to say it. How in the world... Are we thinking we're going to keep masks on toddlers? Anybody who's had one, anybody who's seen one, been around one for any short period of time knows you can't hardly keep their clothes on, let alone a mask on their face. And if we're thinking that they're the cause of this spike in COVID, if that's your thoughts, I can't help you. Folks, let's apply a little reason There's no way toddlers are spreading this thing. Not broadly. There's no proof. There's no group, large bunch of toddlers in the hospital dying of COVID. Not that we've heard of, at least. And why? Help me understand. Why are we now focusing on this group? Outside of we're trying to prepare them for long-term mask use, maybe. I don't get it. There's really not a whole lot I can even talk about with this because this, the sheer stupidity of trying to mask a toddler to me is is insane. Um, go ahead and shoot us your thoughts on that. I'd like to hear what you guys are thinking on masking toddlers to save them from COVID. So with that... Um, I'm going to jump ship. Let's let's move on a little bit. Um, let's talk energy. Let's talk renewable energy. Just got back from a trip up north. Drove by the wind farms, and got to got me to thinking. You know, wind energy um, seems clean, right? I think we can all agree on that. The wind moves. Why not harness it? It doesn't really cost anything to harness the wind, does it? When in fact, it it really does. And I'm not so sure wind energy is entirely green. Now, I want to start this out by saying uh, I'm all for green energy. Um, I enjoy the outdoors. I'm a hunter, a fisherman. I, I want to save the clarity of our waters. I want to save the air that we breathe. I want to be... In an outdoor environment where I'm healthy and enjoyable and nature, the wildlife, 
all of that is able to thrive without fear of pollution. And that can come in many forms, not just what we typically think of as smog or smoke or water pollution or chemical pollution. Uh, you know, there's a lot of forms of pollution. We have noise pollution. You have uh, visual pollution, right? Some things just look ugly. And I want to kind of dig into this a little bit more, seeing how the world's use of energy is growing. We add electrical devices all the time. Think back, uh, look back in your history books 100 years ago, and then start looking at what we use today that's consuming electricity that didn't back then. You know, uh, you have chargers for everything. You, everything seems to be powered by electricity. And now, of course, cars even are powered by electricity. And the demand for that is only going to increase over the next few years as, as automakers continue to push to get rid of fossil fuels. So electricity really has been an excellent source of power, and it's really the main source of energy worldwide. The traditional way of getting energy, electricity, at this point, is still the use of fossil fuels such as oil and natural gas and so on. Those come up out of the ground, and we can hit on that a little bit later, some of the pros and cons. Those are the ones that are commonly used. We're all familiar with them, but they're all heavily demonized. And I'd like to maybe uh, dig into that down the road, but really I want to kind of touch on what I saw with the, with the wind farms. I mean, obviously the first thing you get with a wind farm is... Harnessed energy from air movement. Now, air movement, of course, is uh, tied to solar in the sense that the sun warms air, causes uh, you know an uprising, which causes cooler air to move in, fill the void, hence winds or airflow on the earth. So, of course, now the unique thing with wind energy is it's probably one of the oldest sources of renewable energy around. Um, you know, it predates solar by a lot. It's been around since uh, ancient times. You know, think back uh, more commonly, industrially used uh, in the Netherlands, and you think of all of the Dutch windmills, of course, everybody knows about that. But even going back into times uh, during ancient Egypt, uh, windmills were used to ge to pump water and uh, and to generate energy. Now, of course, they didn't use electricity, but used for other forces. Now, windmills today can produce a tremendous amount of electricity uh, per square foot once they're erected. The thing uh, I think nobody talks about is where they fall short in their green claim. The first thing you have to think of is the production of the windmill. Now you have uh, the tower, which is a tremendous amount of steel. You have the excavation of the site. Those things don't just sit on the surface. They have to be dug quite a bit deeper than the surface for support. You have the excavation of the ground for running the cables, the copper that goes into running to those, to the substations, all of the equipment that has to be connected to that. And all of that is being manufactured using oil. Oil runs the plants, runs the equipment that does the manufacture of all of those components to generate the steel, the cable, and so on and so forth. It powers the equipment that does the excavating of the dirt. It powers the equipment that does the building and erection of the tower. 
And then you get into the manufacture of the blades, which nowadays are typically made of either fiberglass or a carbon fiber, and that's using fossil fuel as well to develop those. So just the manufacture of these is not green. Whereas back in ancient times, these things were manufactured out of a renewable resource, which was wood. We nowadays have developed these things to be made out of a non-renewable resource, yet they claim it can be recycled, and it can, and I'm sure over time we'll develop better methods of recycling. But currently, most of these parts that are taken out of service because these are not a long-term piece of equipment. So windmills usually have a 10 to 20 year lifespan and then blades are wearing out, gearboxes are wearing out. Oh and by the way those gearboxes are filled with up to 50 gallons of oil each to lubricate the gearbox. So the premise that windmills as we see them today, the large windmill farms being green, that's really not entirely true. Uh, just a few facts. I mean the windmills right now that are running kill in the range of a half a million birds every year. We talk about the environmental impact of oil spills, of the pipelines running through wildlife areas. Uh, nobody mentions uh, the impact on the birds. And as we add more wind farms, that number obviously is going to increase. You know, these blades are longer typically they vary in length but most of them are longer than the wing of 747 they weigh up to somewhere in the range of eight tons which means when they're decommissioned they have to be taken down by diesel equipment hauled off one at a time on diesel trucks and hauled to typically landfills now this is you know a little bit of an issue as we've seen recently with all of the landfills being used out in wyoming to house these blades that are being de decommissioned from the boom of the installation of these uh, windmills back in the late 90s and early 2000s. <clears throat> I, I don't know about you, but filling landfills with non-degradable materials such as fiberglass, carbon fiber, does not sound green to me. It's akin to... to really just putting off the pollution for another generation. Um, and, and once again, I want to reiterate, I'm all for green energy, but I want to see it for what it is. I'm tired of hearing fossil fuel demonized while we push another green energy source that hasn't totally been vetted or even perfected to the point where it can really replace fossil fuel. Let's keep working on it. I'm all for that. Let's keep developing it. But let's also be honest with ourselves when we look at this stuff. You know, you have all of these windmill farms that have sprung up across the country and they're pushing to have them offshore. And like the one I saw, you hear them going around. There's noise. And if you don't live by them, it doesn't bother you. But living by them, you have to hear it. Maybe you get used to it. It's probably like a railroad track. Living near a railroad, you get used to the sound. But you also have the eyesore that never goes away. And that land between those windmills typically is not able to be used for much other than agriculture. So you, that's why you see these spring up in rural areas. And it ruins the beauty of the landscape to see all of these blade turbines spinning, these large towers standing up. 
it's just offensive in its appearance. Now, I understand there's an argument for that to go, you know, we need renewable energy, so some things have to give, and, and I get that, but it's still a fact. It's still an eyesore. You know, the other way, I guess, there's an argument for uh, getting rid of these blades and other things uh, through a burning process called pyrolysis, basically where they go and they melt the blades, and it, it can be recycled, quote-unquote, in that method, they use that blade material when it's melted down to make glues and paints and other things. But you have to also remember, guess what it takes to fire those heated furnaces? And they have to be very hot, folks. It takes fossil fuel and a tremendous amount of it to melt them down. So all in all, what I'm saying is let's be honest with ourselves. Let's not just look at one renewable source or the other and say that's the way to go. You know, we've got this push right now for electric cars. Well, that's all good and fine, but those electric cars still have a lot of components made out of plastics and fiberglass and composites. And guess where those composites come from? Those chemicals. Those chemicals all come from fossil fuels. So much of what we see, touch, wear today is fossil fuel based. So to say that we're simply going to eliminate fossil fuels is ridiculous at this point in our lives. I don't believe in my lifetime we'll ever see it. I want to keep pushing for some renewable sources, something that is better for the environment, sure. But I believe there's also ways that we can maintain fossil fuel use and make it more environmentally friendly. I don't have those answers, but I know that we're striving for it. What I'm asking, I think, for all of us to do is just let's not demonize one source or another. Let's look at it as a whole. What can we do as a nation to invest in other resources and more than just single one or two out and say, we're no longer going to run fossil fuels. We're going to do electric cars. We're going to do wind power and everything's going to be solar. Well, guess what? Who wants to jump on a 747 that's solar powered right now? Let's do transcontinental. I'll jump on a plane. Let's t go take it across the ocean on solar. <laughs> you all see the idiocy in that, right? So either we're going to stop flying or we're going to use fossil fuel at this point. My point right there is simply we're not ready. We're not there. Let's continue to find ways to explore renewable cleaner sources of energy to power our homes and our lives. But then let's also have some personal responsibility in this too, right? We can all take steps. We can cut back on buying plastics. We can cut back on how much we drive, how far we drive. We've all heard the carpool thing and that's all good. But to simply jump off fossil fuels I keep thinking about this, the damage that's done with the batteries, solar power, that energy has to be stored. You can't just make electricity through solar and where's it go? You don't use all of it. It has to be stored. It requires batteries, the same as the electric cars nowadays. That material to make those batteries is strip mined. And it's not strip mined here in the United States, mind you, which means we're beholden to another country to make those batteries. And we're damaging the landscape by strip mining. Now, we don't see it here in America, so it's okay, right? It doesn't bother us. Well, it should. We have to think of the impact of what we're doing on a global scale as well. It's not just oil. 
It's not just electric, and it's not wind or solar. It's probably a combination of all of them. So before we decide to say, this is the direction we all have to go and let's put all our eggs in this basket, let's just take a step back and realize that this is going to take time. There's things we can do, but let's make sure that we're doing them the right way. Let's make sure that the research is done. Let's make sure that we're not just lining somebody's pockets because let's face it, I think all too often whoever lobbies the hardest gets the money. Whatever group promotes themselves the best is going to get the money. And our media will jump right behind the hot new trend and tell us what to believe. And that's really what drives me nuts. Let's think for ourselves. Let's investigate. Let's realize that we are smarter than what we're being told. Let's not be lazy. I think I really can't carry on with this rant a lot longer without really getting sidetracked. And I know I kind of bounced around a little here, folks. But my point to this is think for yourselves. Remember that there's more than one way to get energy. And would it really hurt us to turn off the lights at night? Would it really hurt us to go back a little while, maybe a generation, and go to bed when the sun goes down? Think about it. Think about what you can do. Be safe, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. So, once again, if you want to be part of our talk, you want to just have a comment, or you just want to be heard, Drop us a note at the Common Sense Academy for you at gmail.com. Once again, that's the Common Sense Academy, the number four and the letter U at gmail.com.